Hello, my friend, Coach Chris here. I am so appreciative of you. In the spirit of gratitude for my listeners in this season of giving, I have an awesome contest. If you rate and review my podcast, you'll be entered into a draw for a $50 Starbucks gift card, and I will donate $10 to the Shoebox Project for every review. So it's a win-win, and I am so excited to be able to give back in another way. Nicole D. from Oakville wrote, This podcast is so helpful and I love listening to it whenever I need a mindset boost, which is pretty much every day. Chris's style is supportive and she is very easy to listen to. Thank you for all you do, Chris. Well, thank you, Nicole, for such a warm review. I'm so happy I'm able to give you a little boost when you need one. I do appreciate your reviews and I read everyone. So thank you to you for that. And the contest runs for the whole month of December. You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your confidence coach and host, Chris Swale, here today to talk about struggling. I wanted to do this episode because I'm feeling it too. It's really hard not to. We're living in a time of immense stress. I am feeling the pandemic fatigue big time. And, you know, I was not feeling a ton of motivation in November and just life felt really heavy. I'm hearing that from everybody else. And so I thought, let's talk about this. So on this episode, we're going to talk about acknowledging our struggles so that we can deal with them and learn from them and then find optimism and motivation to get us through them. Of course, I've got to put this out there, queen obvious. Here it is. Everybody struggles. Every person on this planet goes through struggles Young, old, wise, ignorant, confident, nervous, it doesn't matter. No one is immune. Having struggles is like a rite of passage in life over and over again. As much as you may not want to hear it, also, struggling is a very necessary part of life. When I'm knee-deep in one, I wish it weren't true, but when I'm on the other side, it's really hard not to admit the value and the growth that comes out of the struggle. I was going to say gift, which I realized could earn me an instant delete from you, but hear me out. Without going through hard times, without struggling, there would be little growth and little learning in our lives about ourselves and about the world in general. There would be little creativity. There would be little advancement in many forms. There would be less gratitude and appreciation of the little things, the little moments, and well, less joy and appreciation of all the things, middle and big too. So if there can be a glimmer of hope in going through a pretty crappy situation, be it that. Our struggles teach us so much about ourselves, about others, about humanity, and life in general. One of the hardest things for most people, well, for me anyways, is dealing with grief. In my most recent experience with grief, When my dad died just a year ago, it has felt like so many cracks have just opened up in my soul in the core of who I am. 
But what I have discovered is that grief is filled with love, almost an overwhelming amount of love. And no, that love doesn't fix it. It doesn't fix the pain and sorrow, the what ifs, the questions, but it carries me. Love and kindness can carry you through the storm. And that is no small thing. What about today though, right now in December of 2020? November and December are typically high stress periods in any year. It's a time where you may feel extra exhausted, extra overwhelmed, extra busy or stretched, financially stressed, pressured to do and be everywhere, just extra needed in general. The days are shorter, it's darker, it just feels heavier. This has been a pattern for me and every single person I have spoken to. If you have kids in school, it means teacher gifts and reorganizing your days to have them at home when school breaks for the holidays. Add anything more to that, any of your private inner struggles, health challenges, an unexpected situation or circumstance, and yeah, that's a lot to carry. Heavy, heavy. On top of that, you may have a tendency to carry these burdens alone. So many times the default is to show the world a happy face, forced confidence, or chin up, giving the perception of navigating life with ease and not asking for help, not admitting that you're struggling. Remember at the beginning when I said everyone struggles? Yeah, everyone struggles. So I want to encourage all of us to lift the shame of being in the struggle. Throw that fear of judgment, that voice of inadequacy, that guilt or shame, throw it away. Struggling is normal. It is necessary and it is unavoidable. So let's struggle better. How do you do that? Of course, it does depend on what's going on, on what you're struggling with, but there are a few ways to navigate your struggle season in a healthier way. Today, I'm going to share three strategies that you can do this. Number one may seem very obvious, but it is what it is. Acknowledge your struggle. Say it out loud or write it down. Often just acknowledging the burden you're carrying, the very simple act of saying it, naming it, just that acknowledgement can make you feel lighter. Try saying it to yourself. Just own it. Admit what's going on. Maybe write it down. Next, if you're feeling brave, try telling someone else. Sometimes just that airing, that airing of your struggle is all you need to help it feel less weighted. It may also allow you to feel all the feelings. So that means it might bring the tears. Let them come. Release. Release what you're carrying. On top of the actual thing that you're struggling with, carrying or piling on emotions such as fear, anger, grief, whatever it is, that only adds to your stress and therefore adds to the struggle. So the act of crying, of yelling, of sometimes even hitting things, not people, but things or stamping your foot or just, you know, dancing or not even dancing, but sort of, you know, that when you just kind of go, that kind of thing can be a really, really great release. It's okay to do it, to try it, and to let all the feelings that are inside come out. When we hold all our feelings in our body, especially ones that aren't joyful, 
we're trying to push them down and away. And that doesn't allow us to give them the space that we need to find a better way out. It can also compound your problems or your struggles because you may start engaging in negative self-talk. Anything that is self-criticism towards how you are handling something is negative self-talk. It can be very obvious or very, very subtle. So check in and see what you're saying to yourself during your periods of struggling. So strategy number one is naming, owning, admitting that you're struggling and in what capacity. The second strategy for navigating through your struggles is related but slightly different to just saying it out loud. It's asking for help. Even if you don't know who to ask or even what you are asking for, this act of reaching out, of connecting with someone else can help lift your load and it can open doors for that help to arrive. When we are not in the best frame of mind, it's harder to see the way forward. Simply talking it out with another person, even if they just listen and don't say a word, that exercise of talking it out can often lead you to figuring out what you need to do to help yourself. Also, the other person may have suggestions or connections that can help you or that they can guide you towards. Often, they may be able to empathize. They may have these same struggles and together, the two of you will feel more supported and united and less alone. Empathy can go a long way. On that note, and this is very important, speaking to someone about your struggles doesn't mean they have to take on your burdens. The same is true when someone else reaches out to you. Often you may think you need to solve their problems or carry their load for them. You don't and you can't. Our struggles are our own and taking on others isn't productive because it doesn't take the struggle away from them. It only adds to yours. Often people think they are a burden if they open up and have a conversation that isn't joyful, that is negative simply because of the negative feelings of the struggle. But almost 100% of the time when you have these kinds of conversations, you will walk away feeling lifted. The other person may feel badly for you, but they also may feel very honored that you trusted them with this level of intimacy. And they may feel good knowing that they are a support for you and vice versa. Again, do be careful not to transfer someone else's burden to you or feel that others must solve your problems. There is so much power in listening. Can you think of a time when you have had that sort of anxious body buzzing of needing to say something? It could be anywhere from contributing to a group conversation or being in a heated argument and feeling misunderstood or just that desire to tell someone that they are beautiful. How did you feel once you said your piece? Listening and being listened to is one powerful tool. Whether it changes anything, opinions, circumstances, or changes, that doesn't matter. People just want to be heard. They want to feel like they have been heard. So just listen and find someone to listen to you. It's incredibly healing. Listening is a skill and it takes work. In coaching, we call it holding space, allowing our client to say what is in their heart and in their head. With others, you may have to preface it and say, I don't need you to solve my issues, but could you just listen? Actively working on listening has been one of my favorite parts of coaching. You don't need to be a coach to hold or practice this skill. It's a tool we can all use to better our relationships, especially with our partners and our children. 
So strategy number two is asking for help. This may simply be asking for someone's ear. Strategy number three is to step back. This doesn't mean walk away, ignore your stress, or otherwise mask or cover up your struggles. It means that once you've named your struggle, you place it on a table, so to speak, then get up from the table and take a few steps back. In this act, you can remind yourself to breathe. You can disconnect from it temporarily so you can clear your head before diving back in. When you are struggling with a mood or a situation, it can take a real physical toll. You may have poor, restless sleep. You may actually feel nauseous. You may find you are super grumpy, less patient, which means you're holding stress, probably in your shoulders, your neck, or your back. You may not be moving your body as much as you like, or you may not be eating well. Allow yourself permission to step away from your struggle and do something just for you. Find a little piece of joy. Give that to yourself. Joy heals. It leads. It clarifies. When you are in the struggle, time can slip away. Things can take longer. Stepping back can reset your energy and your brain power so you can actually get through the challenging times faster than if you just stayed in them in a holding pattern of defeat or inaction or in victim mentality. When you take yourself out of the storm, just for a moment, you have more power and control about how you may need to alter or adapt in your current situation. You find more clarity. So strategy number three is stepping back and giving yourself a little joy. Take yourself out of the center of the storm, apply a little self-care that will clear your mind and give you more energy so you're better able to handle your situation moving forward. Okay, I know I said I was going to give you three strategies, and I have, but I want to sneak one extra one in. And this is because this strategy can have a little piece in each of the other three. And what it is, is setting or creating boundaries. A lot of times when we are struggling in a situation or feeling very overwhelmed, which can be a form of struggling, is when we need to set boundaries with loved ones, with work, with friends, with family, anyone, because not setting boundaries can really add to whatever other feelings you're already experiencing that aren't positive. What does this look like? It depends on the situation, of course, as always. If you are at work, people may not be respecting your time. They may be expecting you to basically be on call when you don't have an on-call type position where the expectation is that you answer every text, every email immediately. They may be expecting you to do extra work. They may put it on you last minute or even put an unmanageable or unrealistic amount of work on you and worse if they deadline it and it just feels like it's not really doable. The work conversations are trickier. If you are your own boss, you get to lead those conversations. It doesn't mean it's easy. It's not comfortable, but you can lead those conversations. When you work for someone else, it is trickier. You need to be brave, pre-plan out what you want to say, and come with a strategy. That way you can show them what you can do, what is doable, how you're feeling, and hopefully if you have a reasonable employer, you can come up with solutions together that work for both of you. 
you may have to set boundaries with your family that could include your parents or your partner's parents. Sometimes they love to tell us how to raise our kids and that isn't appropriate and it isn't always welcome. So that is a conversation that sometimes needs to happen when it is a really high stressor in your life. You may also have to set boundaries with siblings or cousins or anyone in your family who is expecting a lot of emotional support or any kind of support really if it is taxing on you and it is a burden on you and it's really stressful for you. Speaking of family, you may have to set boundaries with your kids if you have them. When I record podcasts, I need as much quiet as possible. I try to do so when they are at school. But sometimes, you know, life happens and that's not always possible. So I have to be very clear on what I expect from them in order for me to be able to get the work done that I need to do. I won't lie, it often involves bribery, but that works for us. And I lay out the expectations with the the reward and hopefully we all are happy at the end because I get to record my podcast and they get a treat for being quiet. In fact, you may hear them in the background now because they are home while I'm recording this one. In relationships with your partner or friends, you may have to set similar type boundaries in terms of meeting expectations or letting them know that you aren't necessarily going to answer your texts the moment they come through. When you can set these boundaries, particularly around your time and what others try to do with your time or expect from you, then you will feel a lot more calm and more in control of your life. This can really have a great effect when you're in a stressful or struggling situation because if you can reduce the noise of other people and their demands, you will be more focused on what you need to do. It's also never a bad idea to set boundaries so that people do learn how you operate or how you wish to operate. For instance, if you do always ask how high when someone says jump, that will be their expectation from you all the time and moving forward. Setting boundaries is not easy, but it is really worth it. And it will help you keep a little bit more order, especially when you're feeling life is extra chaotic. Boundaries can be set wherever you feel they need to be set. If there's anywhere in your life where you don't feel like you're in control or you feel like other people are dictating what and when you need to do things, that's a good place to look at to see if boundaries can and need to be set there. Okay, here's the touchy one. You may need to set boundaries with yourself. Setting boundaries for yourself, with yourself, is what will help you get through everything because you know how you will show up. You know what you will tolerate. You know what you need to do when you need help, when you need a little extra help, how much you can take on. It doesn't mean it's perfect every time, but you will be able to create the awareness as to when you need help or when you need to switch things up a little bit. Setting boundaries with yourself for yourself is a way that you will be able to honor your needs and help yourself through the tough, tough, challenging times. Okay, my friends, please remember there is no shame in struggling. There is no shame in feeling blah or overwhelmed or having any of the burdens you carry. 
If you are feeling overwhelmed, reach out to someone, a friend, a relative, a coach. Name and acknowledge your struggles, even the really ugly bits. Ask for help or just an ear that will listen. Allow yourself joy, a reprieve without guilt. That boost will help you through the challenging times. We all land there sometimes. The amazing part? We also get to the other side. And even when it feels like there isn't a way out, I'm sure you can look back in your life and you can see a time where you felt helpless and you're no longer, you're no longer there. You're no longer in that situation. So know that this too shall pass, that you have the strength to carry on, that it is not weak to cry, to break down or to ask for help. You may be feeling this more than ever right now. It's hard to not live life with the ease and freedom of choice we once did. It's hard to not see our loved ones. It's hard to, depending where you're living, not be able to walk into a store or go to a restaurant. This kind of stress can compile. Plus, the rest of life is still going on. You're not doing anything wrong. You are an incredible human. I feel you. I hear you. I am here for you. Reach out if you need to talk. You can book a free session with me. I am ever grateful for your support and I hope you feel my support too. Go easy on yourself. Allow all the feelings. Bring yourself joy. Allow that for yourself. You've got this. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.